Okartov, we are studying Tehillim, chapter 25. This is the second shiur on chapter 25. I think in the previous shiur we got up to Pasuk Zain. The first part of the Mizmor is David or the, or the, or the psalmist asking God to help him find the way of God. Your ways, God, please show me. Your ways, teach me. Please guide me in the way of truth. Remember your kindness from whenever I was young. Do not remember the sins of my youth. Rather, guide me in the right way. So today we're going to continue with that theme. All the way up until the end of the Mizmor, we will be on the theme of God helping man to find the proper path to go. God is good and straight and upright, and therefore He instructs the sinners in the way. The people who are sinning, now khataim are sins that are by accident. So the people who are sinning by accident, Borei Olam, helps them find the right path. This is for their own good at the end of the day. So, so if, well. if, what is that? This is one of the things somebody taught me many years ago is also when you pray for your children. Pray for them to find the right path? Pray for them to find the right path at a young age. I guess that's a, it's a noble tefillah. The, the idea here is that David is saying, please, you're, you're righteous and you're just. And you help the Chata'im find the right path. And if anything, says David, I'm a, I'm a Chote. Because the, the word Chet means sins that are by accident, right? So because I'm a Chote, please also let that include me. So I can find the right path. What is he struggling with over here that he's asking for this now? What in his life? Where, where, where is he at this moment? What is his... We don't know. Distress that he's... You can check the Radak. The opening of the Radak typically gives what Chachamim assume may be... Or the Radak, actually. What he like assumes... What his thought process at the start of his Mizmorim. Yeah, they t- they'll, they'll often place the Mizmorim within a specific uh, circumstance in his life. You want me to look at it? Opening Radak of the chapter. 25. David, this is said in the Aleph Bet order, and there are many in in Mizmor in the Tehillim like it. It's said he's just commenting on what the the Aleph Bet order means. He doesn't say anything about where. The Sefer Tehillim was compiled during that time period that he was in like stress and anxiety and fleeing, right? Or was it over the course of his lifetime? Over the course of his lifetime, it seems. But there are some Mizmorim that are just thankful to God, no, no signs of distress. There are Mizmorim for everything. There are Mizmorim for every emotion. So if you look in the Radak, very often... He brings down what he thinks is the is the actual back backdrop of the specific mizmor. So say, oh, this one was whenever he was running away from Shaul. This mizmor is when he was running away from Avshalom. 
This means more is after he. Oh, he says yeah, yeah. He'll say. He'll say what he thinks is the, is the background. Okay. So, Yadrech Anavim Bamishpat Pasuk Tet. God guides the humble in justice. Bilamed Anavim Darko, and He shows the poor people His way, or the the humble people His way. Again, David is trying to include himself in that, so he's in in. Backhand in a backhanded way, asking like God asking to like. to guide him as well. Exactly. The way the paths of the Lord are kindness and truth for those who guard His covenant and His precepts. Precepts are like laws, right? So the ways of God are kindness and truth for those who guard the covenant and the precepts. So what's interesting in this pasuk that the ways of God are kindness and truth for the people who guard them. What about for people who don't guard them? They're not kindness and truth. So I think the hint here is that you only really appreciate the Torah and the laws of the Torah when you keep them, when you're in the system. If you're trying to understand the system from outside, your, your level of appreciation for the beauty and for the truth of all of it is going to be lacking. Right, so only once you're good, you guard the precepts and you, you uh, have a uh, real intimate understanding of the lifestyle by living it, then you start to appreciate God's precepts as truth and, and, uh, and kindness. For the sake of your name, God, please forgive my sins for they are many. Okay, so in the first half of the Mizmor, David is asking God to help him find the path. Now he's asking God to forgive his sins, right? Because you, at the end of the day, you help sinners find the path. So please, God, help me find the path and forgive my sins. Amen. Who is the man who, is the, who fears God that he instructs in the, in the chosen way? Meaning, this is what happens to the man who fears God and God instructs him in the chosen way. What, what will happen? His soul will rest in good. And his descendants will inherit, inherit the earth. So that's beracha of he will rest in good. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure exactly what that means. But he will rest in good. And his descendants, his own descendants will inherit the earth. That's obviously beracha that he will have descendants and that they will be able to take over and, and own land and be prosperous. Kind of like the brachat to our forefathers. What's the brachat to our forefathers? What's the, what's the covenantal brachat to Abraham? That you'll have many descendants and that they will have Eretz Israel. Those are the two cornerstones of the brachat to Abraham Avinu. So, nafshob betov talin, all yirash aretz. You'll have descendants that will, that will uh, inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is to those who fear Him. And He will teach them His covenant. Again, I think the idea here is that you only start to perceive the secrets of HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu and when you keep the laws. And that's when, like, kind of you Whenever you're trying to understand... The, the, the emet, you know, there's a difference in level of appreciation that you get from just studying the laws and not keeping them and from actually living the laws because that becomes a much more intimate experience, a much more fundamental understanding 
one of you live the laws and you, you're, you're, you're with the laws, right? So that allows a person to gain a level of appreciation that he can't if he is not keeping, if he just, if he just, if he just reads, uh, reads the book about the, law, the Jewish laws, right? The secret of the Lord is to those who fear Him. And He teaches them the knowledge of the covenant, I mean, the knowledge of the Torah. My eyes are ever toward Hashem because He takes my legs out of the trap. Okay, so this is, I think we could say this is like the end of the Mizmor. First part of the Mizmor, He's asking God to guide Him in the right path. Then he's asking God to forgive him for the sins of his youth and for his missteps in general. And now he starts to praise the person who fears God and says that God will show him the Torah. And he says, I am always looking to God because he gets me out of trouble. He draws my feet out of the net. Now, is this a tefillah or is this a praise? So in Tehillim, you don't always know. For example, I don't think, I don't even, I think that's kind of the point. Maybe David is saying, you've done it for me in the past, so please do it for me in the future. Right? So it's a praise of the past, but it's also a tefillah for the future. Okay? So, My eyes are always to God, for He takes my feet out of the trap. So please God, turn to me and be gracious to me. For I am alone and I am poor and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are widespread. They have grown. From my distress, please take me out. From distress, See my affliction and my toil and forgive all of my sins. And see my enemies that they have become many. And they hate me, a hatred of, of cruelty and injustice. It's an intense sin'ah. It's amazing how much the king is, is subject to paranoia. Not the man saying David is paranoid, but the constant concern that people are there to get you. Is, is the most basic concern that you, you, reach, when you, you reach can't. The top, I think that becomes everybody. That becomes, it, right? You couldn't trust anybody. And so I mean, today, somebody becomes the Havdalah CEO of a company. Right. I think they, his they, biggest fear is the shareholders big, removing him. Right, right, right. It's, uh, it, you almost. His own children. They were trying to. <laughs> you almost feel for these people. You know, many Rosh Yeshivat, they don't put boards <laughs> in their communities or in their Yeshivat. Because then the board will remove them. Because they have a fear of the board removing them. Also, uh, it, it, look, if, if uh, Rosh Yeshiva, like, when I went to Yeshiva, the Rosh Yeshiva was the one who founded the Yeshiva. Why would he put a board to tell him what to do and to confuse all of his plans when he's the one who founded the place? What happened, huh? What? Didn't it eventually happen? No, he's still alive. Yeah. I mean, maybe after Navestream, there'll be a board, but... Always. At some, right, at some point they, they make a board, but, but I, I don't like blame rabbis for trying to... Out of, it doesn't continue the same What problem. was David Amelach? Right. Did, did he have a vision? Did he have Ruach Kodesh? Did he know what he was writing? Did he know that it was going to be compiled and be used as like the ultimate book of Tefillah when he was writing all this? 
I, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't sitting there writing this while Moana. Is this something no, that was compiled no, later on? No, it's by something... So we did this at the beginning when we first started. The Tehilim is a compilation of not only... It doesn't seem like it's only David's Mizmorim. According to the Gemara, there are 10 different authors to the Mizmorim of Tehilim. David is only the main one. And they kind of expanded on it? And no, not, not even that. Because some of the other authors... Moshe Rabbeinu is considered one of the authors of Tehilim. B'nai Korach are considered another, another author of Tehilim. So even people that preceded David are claimed to have written... These chapters of Tehillim. Now, why David gets all the credit? Because probably most of them are him. He wrote the, the vast majority of them. There is, there is, a, uh, there is an opinion in the Rishonim that he wrote all of them. And maybe he was the one who compiled it. But even the compilation, I think there are opinions that say it happened a little bit later. Maybe in the time, I think they say in the time of the Lashon. If you look at the Lashon in a lot of the areas, saying a lot of the similar things but it's just saying it from different viewpoints different terminology right which i think i guess connects to different people let's say today you have different people in different situations they connect in it so i'm wondering is is, is that why or is it just so, different so it different has things? that effect i know what you're saying you're saying he has so many he has so many different angles of saying the same thing pretty much so many angles saying I'm, I'm in distress I'm alone right. so, so every sing. person who's in distress can find their own specific type of distress in at least one chapter of Tehillim so it speaks to the soul of every single person now that's definitely the effect of the Tehillim did he have that in mind? I don't know I don't think so I think what's going on is, is these are outpourings of actual genuine emotion yes this is different and different. and this, this was his diary. own therapeutic yes. his own therapeutic experience that he was doing he would write down Mizmorim of Tehilim in times of distress or times of joy which we shouldn't forget we shouldn't forget the happiness. times of joy there's also ones that are purely joyful right and because he was such a right because he wrote them in, a, in such an emotional state they, they're very, very true and good expressions of human emotion to the extent that we now look at them and say, wow, this is such a good way for me to express what I feel. We all see ourselves in David a little bit. You know? He has a very extreme you know, life and his life goes up and down and very extreme and dramatic shifts. But we all see ourselves in David. That's why the, the, the book is so popular. And when you learn what he's saying, some of them is more will, will stick to you better. And some of them won't. Some of them will, you won't uh, you know, identify with them as much. But there's a more for everyone. And he then, had different uh, occasions where he wrote it. Probably right. Different feelings, different... Uh, yeah, exactly. Protect my soul and save me. Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let me be ashamed because I have... I put my trust in you. Now, this is a very uh, common word usage. Do not let me be ashamed for I put my trust in you. I think we may have even had it at the beginning of the chapter. Where did we see? First, second pasuk. God and you I trust. Do not let me be ashamed. Don't let my enemies... Rejoice over me. And now he's saying, Again, do not let me be ashamed for I have refuge in you. So, if you look, if you notice, the beginning of the Mizmo, of the Mizmo and the like end, this, yes, the it's starting and ending the same way. It's an interesting uh, poetic device. Reminding Hashem, please, don't let me be ashamed. Yeah, exactly. Let integrity and straightness preserve me. 
for I have placed my hope in him. The integrity and the justness should... Now he's saying, please let them preserve me. Meaning not... It's not true... Don't let me change. Don't let me change. Right? But it's it's not always true that the person who's living a just and righteous life, that he gets a fair shake. That he gets preserved. Because often... The evil people of the jungle, Get, uh, they will come and they'll take him down yes. with their ruthless ways. So the person who is the most righteous is the one who gets the, the short end of the stick. Now David is saying, Hashem, you are the one who orders everything, despite the fact that I, I'm not playing the game of everybody else. My enemies are coming to me and they're playing with the laws of the jungle. So they're doing whatever they can to take me down. But I, how am I playing? I'm playing in your way. I'm playing in the way of Akash Baruch Hu. I'm playing with justice and righteousness. So, please let me be protected despite the fact that I'm playing. Do you know where you see this idea? In the way the IDF fights, fights wars. Israeli Defense Forces. Right? It's, it's the classic case of them behaving with Tom Vayosher to their detriment. They would lose a lot more people in battle if they just wantonly bombed places or took out their enemies without any... any Fear of hurting some innocent civilian in a long way, but they don't do that because they're they're guided by the law of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They're guided by the the emet of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So they're willing to lose out in their in their competitiveness in war for the sake of the tom vayosher, and that seems to be what David is always asking for as well, because his enemies are ruthless, and he can only respond. He can't respond in kind. He has to respond in a more, uh, in a less intense way. That's an exchange. The same thing we yeah, have to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God redeem Israel from all of its suffer, all of its troubles. Now, why is this last pasuk all of a sudden shifting to Am Israel? I, th- I don't know. I think that's a, a, it's a classic ending of Mizmorim of Tehilim. Like the, the Mizmor the would be, he, he draws everything into the nation, right? From his personal point, right, exactly. He, he's the king. So in this Mizmor was, was more focused on the personal. Most everything was about the personal. But he finishes it with, please God, after, and when he signs off the Mizmor, save Israel from all of its sufferings, from all of its difficulty. Okay, so that's Mizmor number 25. We are, we are now one sixth through the Sefer Tehillim. Yeah. We, we did it. 